What's up to all my freelancers and creatives? This is Nathan, and welcome to another episode of Freelance Jumpstart TV. I am here, but I am not here by myself. I have uh, the one, the only, uh, Corey McCabe. Corey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Now, I was going to introduce Corey as something, but I held back on it because that's the reason why we are doing this episode. That's the reason why we're talking right now. Uh, we're talking about job titles and the fact that there is a value in the name, right? So uh, I always say freelancer is what you may call yourself, but you should never call that to a client. You should never say I'm a freelancer to a client or anything like that. So that's something for internal talk. But that's what we're going to dive into today. And Corey is with us and he'll uncover a little bit about uh, his title as well. But so, Corey, just really quick, just to let people know a little bit about you, um, if you remember, do you remember how we met? So if you can give like how we met as well as your origin story, uh, that'd be good for everybody to hear. Yeah. Um, so we met through the Sean West community and just an online community of uh, people who building in their business at all kinds of different stages. So we met through that. And uh, I think we met in person for the first time at a Sean West conference. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it was. So yeah, Nathan and I met at a Sean West conference and um, the last conference in 2017, uh, we had this conversation about job titles and what do you call yourself to people. And honestly, it's the first time that I've seen that uh, when you just said it today, you said, uh, call yourself a freelancer. That's fine. But don't call it to other people. I was like, oh, that's so interesting because that's that's all the time. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a this freelancer. Or I'm a that freelancer. And I don't know. I'm interested to hear you kind of explain why you tell the listeners to this and your advice to people, your advice to freelancers. I'm curious why you tell them not to call themselves that to people. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a little bit of the background. Uh, and just to hear my side of what Corey mentioned, uh, we were actually filming for another uh, podcast and another video. Um, we we're helping out somebody else. Give a quick shout out to uh, Simeon Hendricks from Steady Focus. That's what, we were, that's what we were talking about that. And... You know, Corey asked me a question. He was like, so, you know, what do you call yourself? And I'm like, well, you know, well, it's Corey. So I knew he's familiar with the industry and, you know, being a creative. So I said, you know, web designer, but I'd probably call myself this. And um, I told him a specific title. And it was very interesting, his questioning, because he kept diving deeper and asking me more questions. And I think it was good because I had to defend my title and also uh, Corey challenged me because does it even make sense? Maybe I'm calling myself something that is uh, a little too ambiguous, that is a little too mysterious, and maybe it couldn't be understood. So I liked his questioning and his reasoning, and that's definitely why uh, I felt like wanted to share his conversation and his thoughts with you all because he's on point when it comes to just helping things make sense as it pertains to titles. So we're going to get into that. Uh, here's a little bit of background. When it comes to job titles, and I'm, I'm speaking for uh, you know those who work have a nine to five. I have a nine to five. So uh, I've been working since I was well. First, I had a Kool-Aid stand, but I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna count that. Uh, I've been working since I was 11. I was a paper boy, and then um, I started working at a fast food restaurant. 
But in my 20 years of working, uh, somebody just calculated my age just now, but in my 20 years of working, uh, most job titles are given to you. You apply for a position and they give you the job title or they already set the job title and then you just operate in it. And I think as creatives, that's what we have gotten used to. So we tend to base our job titles based upon what we see uh, the industry is doing or what we see that other uh, jobs we've had in the past, we just try to come up with a similar title. But that doesn't summarize everything that we do. And one thing I fell victim to in the past was when I came up with my job title, it was simple because I wanted people to understand what I did but it let me be open to comparison. So when I called myself, oh, hey, I'm Nathan, I'm a freelance web designer. That opened the door to what anyone interprets as a freelance web designer, which is all over the place. So Corey, I don't know uh, if you've observed something in the past as it pertains to job titles or, or when you work nine to fives, have you ever had a job where they let you choose the job title? Very interesting. Um, yeah, and I, I like what you gave on like the origin of job titles is that it's given to you. You know, you are hired on as a um, sales marketer or a cashier register. Cashier? Yeah, as a cashier. Like that's that's your title, right? So it's like it's given to you. Um, but now, since we are able to create our own things and I mean, we could just say I'm the CEO of business name or thisname.com. Like, okay, you're the CEO. You started it. That's that tells me nothing. Like, it's it's not it's not helpful for me to get to know you, even just out of interest. And it's also not helpful for me if I want your services or product. Um, so, yeah, I just find it very interesting that we can give ourselves titles or phrases, sluglines, taglines, whatever that we do for people and that can bring people in so like me i would say Corey's like okay Corey, what do you do i wouldn't really give the name of my like company name Corey mccabe films like i started this i'm the ceo of Corey mccabe films like that's not what i would say i would just say something that's very true in where i am in my journey which is i'm independent like i do this myself so i would say yeah i'm Corey. i'm an independent filmmaker who wants to challenge the way people think when they watch film so I'm trying to attract people through like darker mystery drama thrillers. And I'm trying to attract people who don't just want to sit back and enjoy, but I want them to enjoy the films, obviously, but I want them, I want to attract people who like to really pay attention to the detail on film. It makes them think. So not, I would never make like a comedy that's like just a feel good comedy. Like if I ever did a comedy, it would, you'd have to pay attention. I like those kind of movies. So like that's, I would say something like that. Obviously that's a very long way of saying it, but um, that way I can say that and you can just go, oh, that's cool, Corey, and move on. Or if you are interested in that, I feel like I've given enough information for you to go, oh, that's for me, I'm really interested. Does that make sense? So it's like, okay, freelance web designer, that could be anything. But if you say a freelance web designer that does something specific, like that, um, I'm I'm not can't come up with something like on the spot, but like that personalizes um, your brand for your target audience, or just something that's very to the point. 
I think something like that would do a lot better than just a very generic title. What do you no, think? You, no, 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 that's, that's good. You, what you, you said, said makes perfect sense. sense. It all it has, has to do to with being a freelancer and communicating your values. So I wanted to, as you were talking to the quick sidebar, you said CEO. <laughs> I I hate when, um, and hate is a strong word. I hate the word hate, but anyway. Um, I hate when people say I'm the CEO because when I was in grad school and getting my MBA, we talked about the executive structure and the fact that you need to have uh, different elements of your company. And there does need to be someone over operations. There does need to be someone who is over everything. Uh, they might be president CEO. Uh, you know, there does need to be somebody that's over marketing, over, you know, technology. And then you build out your, um, e your executive board. So when you say I'm the CEO, it implies that you're incorporated, but it also implies that you have an executive board or maybe even shareholders that you are held accountable to. Um, so when people say CEO and they don't have an executive structure, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> that, that's just me personally. It doesn't make sense when you say CEO and you don't have an executive structure. I'm the chief executive officer of one person. Now, if you're incorporated and you have that structure, but you just haven't built out yet, that makes perfect sense. But if you don't have that structure, why call yourself the CEO? Just call yourself the founder or the lead, you know, whatever, or yeah. the, you know, I just don't like when people say CEO. That's a quick sidebar. I don't know, Corey, you got any thoughts on that? No, I, I agree. I think what people want is you to be real. So like, I don't know, CEO, just if, if it is true and like, like you're saying, like there's an appropriate time to use that, then, then go for it. But I would just say be real with people like I don't tell people I'm an advanced filmmaker or in a super experienced filmmaker I say I'm an independent filmmaker because I'm doing it on my own and I'm learning as I make more films and just taking that knowledge and making the next ones better like very independent um so I we have on our outline here to talk about the importance of a job title and I really want to to talk about that too like I want to hear your thoughts as well like why is it important um so I just want to hear your thoughts first on that. I have some thoughts I want to share on that too, but why is it important? A job title is important because, and I learned this the hard way, but I believe a job title is important because it's the first thing, or a lot of times, one of the main things that will frame the positioning of your brand in someone's mind. Um, I mentioned earlier, don't call yourself a freelance whatever. What I experienced in the past is when I called myself a freelance web designer, people just said Nathan is a web guy. And I was compared to every other freelance web designer that exists. I don't know if they've had a positive experience or a negative experience. I don't know, but it just, in a sense, cheapened everything that I do. And it didn't really capture what I've learned. Um, I like to frame it this way as a web designer. I've learned quite a few skills. So I have learned to use Photoshop to design a site. You know, I've used I've used learned Photoshop to create graphics. I've also learned other things in the Adobe suite. Uh, right now, I'm editing in Adobe Audition for the audio. I learned that, right? That was a part of growing projects that would happen with people. And when I call myself 
a freelance web designer, it doesn't capture that I learned copywriting. It doesn't capture that I learned graphic design. It doesn't capture that I learned color theory and that I learned information architecture. And that I also had to uh, become a better writer and learn grammar because a lot of times clients would give me content and things were spelled wrong and that it looks bad on me that I didn't catch it, but it looks bad on them that they made the mistake in the first place and I didn't mention it to them. Those are all different services. But when I say I'm a freelance web designer, it doesn't capture everything that I just named. Uh, a lot of people made the mistake, and I did too in the past. There is web design, and then there is web development. Those are two different things. Web design is I'm creating the visual aesthetic for, and it's a little bit of a user interface, but I'm creating the visual aesthetic for your website so that people can go down a journey to take the desired action you want them to on a website. Yeah, that's design. Development is coding and building it out. But when I say I'm a freelance web designer, it leaves too many things open to discussion. So again, a job title is important because you need to position yourself and your brand in the person's mind, as well as get them to, at first glance at your job title or when they first interact with your job title, they at least see some of the value of what you do. And when I called myself a freelance web designer, it didn't do that. It didn't, it didn't communicate the value that I brought to the table. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Um, and the other thing to note, so people at this point are probably pretty interested about what their job title should be. Or at this point, they're like, I've already got mine. I'm good. Thanks, Nathan. Peace. But if you think you already do have it, maybe maybe you're super set on it. Maybe it really doesn't need changing. But I would say ask two of your closest friends. Um, maybe they don't even know your job title, okay? And you could do one of two things. You could ask them, hey, would you, uh, would you look at my website and just like just look over it thoroughly and see all that I offer? And what would you say that I do? Like, wh who am I? Like, you're two close friends. Just ask them to do this. Like, your two closest friends, like, I would think that they already know, but you'd be surprised I think that, right? And, like, after looking at your website, if that's what they come up with, like, it looks like you do this, this, and that. And you're like, huh, I guess I do do that. Like, I think you would, you would be impressed or surprised, rather, by the responses that those two friends give you. Also, like, to this day, Nathan, I still get called, like, a video guy. <laughs> I don't want to be known as that though. Like I've been, I started filmmaking since in 2013. Um, and I've been trying to like put out, it's, it's been a slow process. Like I, it's been a really slow process, but I'm trying to speed it up in 2018, uh, doing like one every other, other month or something. But I've been like putting out these films. Like I've been trying to brand myself as like a filmmaker. Um, but even still someone's like, Oh yeah, Corey's like the video guy. You could ask him like, video tips i think he does stuff like that and i'm like kind of like i can help people with doing video but that's not really where i've like branded myself so the other thing is like it takes time you have to like keep doing what you're what you say that you do for people to really catch on to your job title um but yeah job title is important because it's an entry point in what you do every time you give someone your job title it's it's almost like a new impression even if they didn't know, even if I already knew you, Nathan, if you told me right now, like what your job title was, I'd be like, hmm, I get, it's like a fresh perspective, even though I've known you for a few years. Um, 
Yeah, and I just find that interesting. No, that's excellent. You brought up another point uh, to highlight, which is uh, if you choose your job title, it's going to, well, two things. Um, try to choose a job title early on that projects where you want to be and the type of work you want to do. Otherwise, it's going to be stuck in people's minds for a while. And it'll take some time to change. And they'll continually, like you said, Corey's the video guy. Uh, that happens to me, too. People still say Nathan's a web guy. And they bring anything that has to do with the web to me. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> you know, and it's like, hey, Nathan, you know the web. Um, tell me why, you know, I'm not number one on Google. Now, if I want to add search engine optimization services to my offering, I could help them. But if not, that, that's not me, right? So... If you don't choose a job title, uh, people will give you one. Or another way to frame it is people are going to put you in a box. At least choose the box they're going to place you in because they're going to throw you in a box anyway. And you at least need some control over what that box is. If you don't present it, they're going to throw you in a category. Corey's the video guy. Nathan's the web guy. Now, on the flip side, you could use that to your advantage. Corey could say, you know what? I will be the video guy. And he could have one half of his business, teach people how to do video, and he can talk about camera and do camera reviews. And uh, he can do different, uh, talk about different styles and uh, you know, talk about different angles and camera movement. He could do that. He could own that space and say, I'm a video guy, if he wanted to teach others and own that arm. But on the other hand, the other half of his business could still be making films. However, if he tries to own being a video guy, then he's left with all these questions people will have about, hey, Corey, you, you know about video? Hey, can you help me? What lens should I buy? If Corey wants to own that, great. If he doesn't, it would just be a lot of work and a lot of questions he would get that's not getting him to where he wants to be. So Again, uh, job titles are important because it takes a while to change people's mind. People still call me the web guy. And I've been freelancing this year would be nine years. Wow. Are so, you serious? So, yeah. And now it was a slow it was a slow build because I had to get over nervousness and oh, do people really want to use me? I don't know. You know, I had to get over that. But um, that's when I started. I remember I, what was the first thing I made. I think the first thing I made was a flyer. Then somebody asked me to do a website, and I said yes, even though I didn't know what to do. So then I was learning and building at the same time. Um, so yeah, you know, this year would end up being, well, towards the fall, it'll end up being nine years. And people still think of me as a web guy. So it takes a long time to shake that, and you have to choose a title. It can just continually project what you want to be until people understand it. And that also means when people come to you as, hey, Nathan, the web guy, Corey, the video guy, you have to tell them, hey, I, I, don't, I don't do that or I don't do that anymore. You have to tell them no. Otherwise, you're going to continually project your old self in their mind. So, yeah, you got to pick a title because it takes some time to change people's perception. Yeah. I would say some great things to start on, like, positioning yourself with your new job title if you do have it. Um, Again, I would say I would suggest like asking a couple friends like, "What do you think that I do?" Either just asking them over a text or say, "Hey, would you mind like taking a look at my website?" Or maybe if you don't have a website, just like listen to my podcast or whatever, the, wherever you 
post the work that you do, ask them to look at that, get back to you, and then try to come up with one. So once you do have a job title, I would say the best way to position yourself that way is obviously to keep doing that kind of work. But even just like post a video of you saying like, so me as a filmmaker, um, this, this, and that, I'm trying to do this with my filmmaking career. Like use that language, tweet about it. It doesn't have to be a video. Post on wherever you do, an email. I don't know how you do run your business, but like when you are contacting people, use the language that helps position you in that category. I don't know, what do you think, Nathan? Does that make sense? No, that's perfect. Um, <laughs> I just saw that movie, Black Panther, so that's what's sitting in my mind. And um, I have a couple friends who uh, moved to LA and they're pursuing being a director. So they wanna direct you know, major Hollywood films and they're, they're going to the right schools, they're networking with the right people, they're going to movie premieres. And I'm thinking about them because if they project themselves as a video guy, when, when writers and producers of Hollywood films are looking for a director, they will never find them. Because if you project yourself as a video guy, you will not be found because they're looking for directors. And if my friends don't communicate or project themselves as being a director, now it's just a matter of, they've directed things. So, and we're about to get into something that happened with you, Corey, and I'll bring that up. But um, if he doesn't call himself a director, they'll never find him. So he needs to, he needs to refer to himself as I am a director. Now it's just a matter of his level of experience, right? Either he is a beginning director or he's done it for multiple years or he's somewhere in between, but he has to project himself as a director. Otherwise, they'll never call his phone. As a video guy, um, they'll never call him. So, again, you're on to something, Corey, and I believe it. You have to project yourself as the type of work you want to do. And whether you feel confident enough to call yourself that, that's a different issue. And we're going to get into that, but that's a different issue. But, you know, whatever you want to be, whatever you want to do, start calling yourself that. If you want to be a consultant, say, I'm a digital consultant. Just say it. Say it and put that on your card and start because at the fact of the matter is it's true. Now, the scope of your work is different, but call yourself a consultant. That's fine. If you say. If you say, oh, I do video and you are a filmmaker, call yourself that or maybe you're a filmmaker that just does documentaries. Call yourself that. It's just a matter of experience after that point uh and you have to start working towards that yeah and it just to talk to the person who might be at the beginning of this uh journey i just remember back a few years ago the first time i said i'm a filmmaker either out loud or typed it like it felt so weird and it felt almost wrong because like i was kind of doing that work but I just, I, that was where the whole imposter syndrome feeling like a fraud thing came in. And it was like, ah, oh, can I really say this? Like, technically it's true, but like, I feel like it's not. And so like, I just remember going through that like wave of emotions when I called myself what I wanted to project myself as. And it felt weird at first. So like, I would say to the person who's just starting out with their new title, like expect it to feel a little bit weird, but let that excite you. You said imposter syndrome. Uh, expand upon that for those who may not be familiar with imposter syndrome. Yeah, imposter syndrome is like this, it's like a nasty virus that just like 
stays in you. And I still feel it from time to time because I know what I want to be doing right now. And I know what I want to be doing in the future, which is great. Um, But I, I look at people who are doing more, doing things better and headed in a direction that I'm currently not in right now. And I feel fake. I feel like I'm just a person who is lying to people. Like you really, you really think you're a web designer or you really think you're a freelance videographer or photographer or whatever it is that you do. All of these thoughts just go in your head and it's just, you just feel like an imposter, hence imposter syndrome. Um, and that's, it's a very real thing. Like, especially at the beginning, like I think the biggest um, source of that is looking at people who are doing things other than you and you should be focused on your own work and not others and I still do it to this day I look at people and I see how well they're doing and I'm just like who am I kidding right like but you just got to push through it and, and stop looking at other people no uh, you're right uh, imposter syndrome and at least for me it's you've learned all this you've uh, become a professional but when you get in a certain uh, to a certain level or when you get before a crowd of people or maybe you get invited somewhere, you feel like, I don't really know anything. People are going to find me out. So it's the that never really goes away. Um, the top experts still struggle with that and they still feel that way. Um, and, and we're going to I want to get into something that actually happened where I, I felt like I observed Corey was wrestling with. <laughs> imposter syndrome, but it's just a reality we all deal with because it's easy to get caught in the comparison trap. You look over your shoulder and you're like, I'm a designer, but I can't design like this person. So you feel like because they're better than you or they're further than you, further, I'm doing air quotes, further than you, you know, you feel like you don't measure up and that someone is going to expose you for trying to project yourself as an expert. And that happens because you you know all the, you know all of your flaws. You know what you need to improve. You know what is not the best. You know when you've uh, edited a video and where there was a mistake. Some majority of people probably won't catch it, but you know and you know internally, you know ah the audio peaked there. I'm I'm disappointed. Somebody else may watch it and not even catch it. But you you know all of your flaws, and that feeds into imposter syndrome. I still deal with that today. Every time I send a quote to a client that is of higher price, I'm like, man, they're going to come back and, and say, I'm not good enough. But time and time again, I sent a higher quote, and they're like, oh, cool. Not as much as I thought. And I'm like, oh, I could have got more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whoops. But again, uh, that's imposter syndrome I'm thinking in because I'm like, man, what happens if I send this quote? And then they come back and say, Nathan, you're not worth it. But you don't know. A great example, and I want to get into what happened with Corey, but recently, uh, the very same month we were recording this episode, James Clear was invited on, like, CBS News. And um, they were asking him, like, about how to get started in um, micro progress, like, basically... um, if you do a lot of small actions, it adds up to a large impact in terms of productivity. And I'll say this, James Clear spoke at the Sean West conference in which we had this conversation. So Corey and I were sitting in the same room as James and we talked to James 
And I, I got to talk to him and like, you know, James has been a blogger for years and his brand is growing and he got invited on a news station to talk about these things. The crazy thing is James talked about the same thing that he talked to us about at the conference. So while I'm, I'm bringing this up to say, somebody may have seen James Clear on you know the news and said, wow, who is this guy? James Clear, never heard of him. Wow, man, he has a nice suit on. He knows what he's talking about. Wow, like I, we need to call him or we need to work with him. And he comes off as an expert. But the reason why I'm bringing him up is he's literally just doing what he always does. He didn't, he didn't say anything different on the news station. He just went on the news, said the same thing he always says, and it was well-received. And it was well-received because the people hadn't heard it yet. So this is like a sidebar. If you're wrestling with imposter syndrome, we all wrestle with it, and it'll always be there. That's why some people are having difficulty choosing a job title because of imposter syndrome. You don't want to call yourself a director. You don't want to call yourself a creative director because you feel fake. But if you've done things and are a professional and you have clients and you've earned income, just keep doing the same things and get better. That will that'll be the thing that'll keep you consistent. Just like James. James just repeated what he always did. So if you're having progress and making progress, just do what you always do. Um, don't try to uh, do those things that you don't know how to do yet. Uh, don't try to project something that you just can't do yet. If you're still learning, that's great. But um, yeah, don't try to overstep your bounds. Focus on what you're good at. And yeah, that's good. James did that, and he got invited on the news. I thought that was great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, on on imposter syndrome, but related to job title. Okay. I wanted to talk about one thing, Corey. Uh, was it was the same? It was the same weekend. A lot happened this weekend. We were in Austin, by the way, so a lot goes down in Austin. Um, a, I think a vlogger reached out to Corey. Yeah, she was a, it was a pretty big vlogger, and I. I don't know if it was like, may have been one of the last days at the conference, but I was like, what do I do? Because she reached out to me. And I, me personally, I, I, I kind of laughed at Corey internally, not at his expense, but I laughed because I saw Corey was a little nervous, like, okay, she's a vlogger. She, she kind of has a large following. She's kind of, you know, somebody threw my name in the hat. Okay, what should I say back to him? Um, I don't know what to do in terms of like how to present myself. You know, I'm a filmmaker, but this is vlogging. I don't, and, and I was laughing because Corey has more easily done all that type of work and beyond. But again, I think it was a little bit of imposter syndrome creeping up because he was thinking, whoa, a major vlogger contacted me. Um, how could I sell myself? And I had, and I, I presented to him. I said, "Core, you don't have to sell yourself. You've literally done over a thousand hours of video editing." I said, "You've done over a thousand hours of video editing. You've edited over two hundred videos, probably more than that." Uh, so actually, you- I pulled up the note because I thought you were going to. I knew you were going to bring this thirteen over thirteen videos. How? how no, repeat that. How many? Over thirteen hundred. Over thirteen hundred. I have no idea. I, I knew it was over a thousand because yeah. at one point Corey was helping with the daily videos. So I was like, if he was helping for daily videos for at least 200 and then they moved to three videos and then he's also edited courses and then he's done videos of his own. 
Then, then he's done films of his own and behind the scenes of his own films. He, he's already done over a thousand. He's already done. And why am I saying all this? Well, one because Corey's experience proves he's not an imposter. He's put in real major work. Secondarily, Corey is a filmmaker because he has made films. Even maybe he hasn't worked on the new Disney movies that are, you know, breaking box office numbers, but Corey has created films. He knows what he's doing. He might he might know how to edit and do certain things Steven Spielberg does not know how to do. And Corey has been paid for his work. So as far as I'm concerned, he is a professional filmmaker. Like I said, level of experience is a different subject, but in terms of a title, Corey is a professional filmmaker. And I, honestly, it took you to, because I remember you kind of laughing at me. I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I haven't done enough. And you're like, you know, looked at me and I'm like, you're like, honestly, add it up. And so I did. I don't remember if it was like the next day or two, but I reached out to you and a couple other people. And I was like, so I did some math and I went back through like all of the videos I've ever done, added up the, I it took a long time, but I added up the time for each video and added up the hours. And yeah, it came out to over 1,300 videos. Um, I stopped counting after a while. I was like, this is insane because I thought maybe I'd done, you know, a couple hundred, maybe 100 to 200 videos just because I don't think about it. I'm just working, just doing and doing and doing. And then you were saying like, there's no way you haven't done like more than that. But it took your perspective to make me realize, you know what? I, I do have experience. I've been doing this for years. I have a lot to show for. Um, I'm not a nobody and there's a reason that I can do good work for this vlogger that reached out to me. So yeah, that, I like that you brought that up because I, I don't really think about what I've done. I just keep going. Um, I think about where I'd like to be and that makes me feel like I've done nothing. Um, but I like the perspective that you brought that was like, you know, you're not an imposter. This is what you do. So to the listener, like, I mean, you've done work. Like you've done work to show for, even if it's not as much as you'd like, even if it's not 1300 videos or whatever, you, you have work to show for. Um, and that's your right to earn that title. Um, I would say, even if it's work that you haven't done, you can still position yourself for what you're wanting to work toward. Um, I think that's totally fine. What do you think? Nathan? No, I would agree. Um, because, I don't, well, I don't want to word it like, I'm just going to say something and uh, I'll dress it up later. Titles sometimes are not indicative of the specific work someone is doing. What I mean by that is I've had positions to where someone might be a supervisor or a director or a manager. And you're like, wow. And literally they were managing one person pretty easy to do just one person um you know just to but they're in leadership in quotes uh and you may find that the fact that in the past that you've had to learn different things on your own or wear multiple hats here and there you may find that though you didn't have the title you have the experience and, and that's the thing a lot of us myself included we get it backwards. We see a title and assume someone has experience or expertise. 
because they have a title. When in actuality, your experience should determine what your title is. That's why I said earlier that you need to call out the skills that you do separately. Web design, web development, copywriting, graphic design. Call those out separately because otherwise you won't even realize what you've done. Now, as I said, I'm a, I said I'm a web designer and a digital marketing strategist. I wouldn't count myself as a writer. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a writer. I don't think I am a writer. However, when people bring things to me, and I know it doesn't look right. I say, no, you need to fix that. You need to change that. This doesn't sound right. You need a stronger intro. It's not that, what are you doing? You're a web designer. What are you telling me how to write? Over the last two years, I've written, I've written two books, actually three books. One of them, I ghost, I ghost wrote a book, but that's another story. Um, I've written three books, and then I committed to doing podcasts every episode, and I wrote a thousand words per each episode. Uh, I'm a writer now. Whether I whether I think I am or not, not because, oh, well, I'm not a writer because I don't have the title. The title wasn't given to me. I'm a writer because look at my experience. I've done more writing in the past two years than most people ever have. You know, and, and I plan and I plan to write more. So but I don't have to position myself as a writer to clients because that's not what I want to do. However, I have the ability to write because I have the experience. I like yeah. it. That's yeah. And I just want people to get that. And, and, and please chime in, Corey, but I just want people to get that because the experience determines your title. So, like, again, could Corey have handled that client easily? I think so, because I knew he had the experience. 1,300 videos, we didn't even count hours. I, I mean, hours is another multiplier, right? So he could have 50, over 50,000 hours of video edited. Could be a video editor if he if he wants to. I don't know. That much. <laughs> no, well, think about it. If if you've done a thousand videos, some of those videos were over an hour. As far as editing, you some of those videos were over an hour. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not even gonna talk about the documentary you did. That's I don't know how many how much footage you had, or how much hours you spent. How many hours did you spend editing? That's another story. That's another multiplier. You're yeah. you might have over a hundred. <laughs> you might have over a hundred thousand hours a video editing experience right no not that. i would like to know the number i don't know how i counted up but that'd be interesting no but yeah. i think i think it's up there and again if Corey wanted to communicate i have the ability to edit film uh, i'm a colorist i do i can um do color correction he probably could build himself as that if he wanted to because he has the experience however he chose filmmaker because, at least from my perspective, correct me if I'm wrong, Corey chose filmmaker because Corey likes more so how all of those elements come together to tell a story. And the best title is filmmaker to communicate that. You, correct me if I'm wrong. What, what, so how did you end up on choosing filmmaker? Is it because you like bringing all those elements together? Um, yeah, I mean, like a film to me is... Um typically a narrative like a a pre-written story um that yeah obviously it it tells a story or multiple stories with different characters in it um i think it just fit i I could say movie maker but i like 
the title filmmaker better because I feel like it better says what I do. Um, but I, to piggyback on what you said, like if someone were to reach out to me, even though I, t- I brand myself as a filmmaker, if they were to reach out to me and ask video questions, I have all of the right to help them. Like you were saying, like you don't brand yourself as I'm a writer or I'm a web designer who does copywriting. You, you have the experience of copywriting and writing and grammar. So like, even if you're not putting that in your title, your experience says that you can do it. I think that's kind of what you're saying. So like, I, I like that you can act on the experience that you do have and just own that. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back to something you said earlier. So, and, and, and let's go back and forth on this. Okay. So what are some ways you can project your new title? Like if, so if you choose a title, I'll say one thing. So if you choose a title, if you're listening right now and you're like, man, how can I choose a title? I would say, number one, write down everything you've done before. Write down everything you've ever done before and separate it out. So separate out web design from web development or separate out video editing from directing, uh, from storytelling. Separate all those out and write down all your experience. You'll see you've done quite a bit. You've learned quite a bit. Even if you have an email list and you've written emails to people, write down email marketing because that's what that is. Uh, If you have an email list, yeah, write that down. So write down all these skills you have and then just circle those things that you like the most, right? Uh, Circle those things you like the most and then start thinking about what titles give you the most dignity but also still communicate what you do. Don't be afraid to call yourself creative director. If um, you've worked with other people and have given creative direction, don't be afraid to call yourself, you know, um, I'm a senior level graphic designer. Even if you're a company of one, it's okay for you to say that because I'll be honest, I've worked in jobs where I thought the designers who went to school for design knew certain things, but they don't. (laughs) So again, experience trumped. formal scholastic training because I thought these designers knew all these things and I'm like, okay, make sure you export that as a PNG and make sure the color uh, bit rate is this, don't do, and they're like, they're looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, I thought you knew this, you're the designer, I'm just a web guy, you know? But again, uh, so let's, let's, I'm gonna summarize that up really quick. Write down all your skills, circle the ones you like, um, group those together, come up with a name that gives you the most dignity and also um, speaks to what you do, be ambitious with it. Like I said, don't be afraid to call yourself manager, director, uh, senior level, if you've had that experience. And and this is where I want to go, tag team. Something you can do right now, once you have your name, go update your Twitter right now. Go update your Twitter description and call yourself that new name. Say, I am Corey McCabe. I am a filmmaker. Matter of fact, I'm going to go to Twitter right now. And I, <laughs> and I don't know what is on Corey's Page. All right, let me let's see. see let's see what it says. Independent filmmaker. <laughs> Good job. See exactly. So go right now if you're listening and you're thinking about a name and you think you said it on a good one. Go update your Twitter right now and put that name there. And let's see. We got Nathan on Twitter as digital marketing consultant, author of Freelance Jumpstart. Nice. It didn't used to say that. It used to say like web designer, blah, blah, blah. But I'm a digital marketing consultant. And based on your project, we'll figure out what you need to do. 
I like that. That's clear because consultant tells me that I can go to you for help that entails digital marketing. So I like that. It makes you a person that's like, because I already, just because of that, I see you as an expert in digital um, marketing, just because it says consultant. So I think I can come to you and get answers, like just because of that title. And that's the power of a good title. I love it. Because it, if you were to just say digital marketer or digital marketing or just something like that, like it doesn't tell me anything about who you are for me. You know, like the fact that you have I think that's a full word, uh, consultant. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, so that's just Twitter. Um, another thing that you need to do, probably one of the best things that you should do is if you have your job title, uh, update your LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn and put that down there. Now, I'll say take it a step further. Some people don't do this, but on LinkedIn, if you have your own business, as long as you have your own domain name, you can register for a company page. So if you have your own domain name, uh, you can register for a company page, make the company page, say how many employees you got, maybe one to 10. Uh, fill that out, a short description, put your logo there. And now in LinkedIn, when you put your job title um, for what you do as a creative professional, you can put your job title there, list what you do, and now it looks professional because you have that little icon that shows who you worked with. That needs to be there cool. because your experience is valid. So if you're listening as well, go update LinkedIn with your new title. Whether you feel that way or not, whatever you want to project, go update LinkedIn with that. Okay, so I, I want you to tell me that because I don't use LinkedIn and I'm wondering, like, you seem pretty pretty sold on this. So, like, what, why use LinkedIn? What benefits do you get from that? Yeah, and I look for you on LinkedIn, by the way. I'm probably on there. I don't even know how. You are. And it's, now, now, I think more of a description could be given, but you put film director. I don't even know. This could have been a long time ago. I was Probably. Like, <laughs> yeah. So no, but honestly, that it's there as well. And in really any social media platform, it can be Instagram, it can be LinkedIn, it can be Facebook, it can be Twitter. Uh, there's something that I always tell people. Now, this is free consulting advice that I, that people. So whoever's listening, this is free. But I always tell people you need to control the narrative of how people perceive your business. So to that effect you need to control Google. In order to control Google, Google is going to crawl the most popular websites and return those results. The most popular websites are, at the moment, a lot of social media sites. That's why I mentioned Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all those things. If you put your job title on all those platforms, you're projecting consistency on what you do. So when someone says, uh, man, I, I need, I'm really looking for a film director. I have like this mystery idea I want to do, you know, it kind of, I want me, I just want people to leave the film just thinking, you know, I want that, I want to challenge their thinking. Oh, you should, you should look at Corey McKay. He's a, um, you know, he's a film, film director and a filmmaker. You should check him out. They're going to look for you on Google. Now you can get them their website, you know, say go to CoreyMcKay.com, you know, so on and so forth. But That's they great. might not, they might not remember that. Um, so you have to, they're going to look up on Google and if they type in on Google, 
and look for Corey McCabe and it says filmmaker, 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 filmmaker. You 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 did a good quick win on projecting what you want to be known as. Yeah, that's really good. And I just Googled Nathan Elote and I found NathanElote.com. Good job. <laughs> yeah, so and just a little bit of background really quick. I've talked about this on the podcast. The reason I did that was I had I have a business name and I still have that name today, in focus media. But there's a lot of things that are called in focus. So like it gets lost. So then people so then people started going, I'll just look for his name. And they were getting a whole bunch of random stuff. So I was like, wow, um, if people are gonna search for my name, I have to control what my name says. So then I got the domain name. Then I started updating everything, basically. So that's where that came from. But I like what you're projecting, Corey. Uh, speak to a little bit of what you have online when people search for your name. Because I've searched for your name, too, and I see it here. Um, but, but, but what are some of the things you want people to receive if they were to search your name? That is a good question. Because um, I think immediately this comes to target audience, which is probably a whole other podcast episode, which I'd be interested to talk about because target audience is not something I am an expert in. Um, so I don't know because I think when I know when you Google my name, Corey McCabe, I'm I think the first three results, there's like my website, CoreyMcCabe.com and then maybe, I don't know, Instagram, Twitter. I'm not really sure. I know I'm first two or something. Um, and you'll see independent filmmaker. So like, but that's I think it's only going to draw people in who are interested in the independent film industry um, as it stands right now. And whether or not that's my intent, you know, like that's what it is. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm trying to attract people who want to, not not people who are necessarily filmmakers themselves. I'm not trying to, to attract other filmmakers necessarily. Um, I think I'm trying to attract people who are just curious about how films are made just like as a interest, like a side interest. It's not something that they're like would pay to learn or are trying to make their own film necessarily. Like I do attract some of those people, but I attract both. Um, yeah. And just a quick comment. Yeah, I think that comes in the target. Audience. Yeah. 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 And just a quick comment. Uh, yeah. Corey McCabe.com. Corey McCabe films on Twitter. Uh, you also, your Facebook pops up. I see images of you that pop up. If I were to click on one, it's going to take me to either a podcast episode you did or oh. another social media profile. I even see your film, Phone a Friend. Oh, really? A short film. I even see No Smoking here pop really? up. Yeah. That was my first one. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, um, Corey's films are starting to show up. Interesting. So again, um, how does this relate to your job title? Now we're starting to get into a little bit of what you do when you have your job title. So once you have your job title, you want to project it. And if you project it well, when people search for your name, they see the first result, Corey McCabe at CoreyMcCabe.com. Independent filmmaker wanting to impact the way you think. Boom. There you go. <laughs> I, I already... I, what else do I need to, and I can, if I want to know more, I click on it and I go to his site and he has full control over what his site says. So again, 
we said a lot about job titles, but the whole logic of it is it takes some thought. A lot of people put thought into setting up a business, trying to choose a business name. Do I need a business plan? Then they get into marketing or they're trying to build up their product, this, that, or the other. Some time needs to be invested in what you call yourself. And it's okay if you don't know because it's something that may even evolve, right? Uh, we brought up Sean, Sean, Sean McKay from SeanWest.com. We brought him up. His titles have evolved. You know, he went from, yeah. he went from web designer for the most part to uh, running a web service. And then he, that evolved and he went to, I'm a hand letterer. Then it was like, well, I'm a hand letterer, but a designer. Then he started building a brand and now it's like, well, now I'm a product builder. Right. So your title can evolve as, you know, what you're passionate about changes as well. But the fact of the matter is you still need to choose a title that communicates what you do as well as how you can help people. So if you need help with films, Corey, you need help with digital marketing. Well, I call myself a digital marketing consultant. You can contact Nathan. Right. So. It may be more simple than people are thinking. But don't oversimplify it to where it takes away from your creative value. Don't again, don't don't come over here saying freelance. I'm a freelance video guy. No, never again. You know, um, I have a friend that does wedding videography. He's been on freelance jumpstart. His name is Obina Okongwu. Um, one of the best wedding videographers in the city. He says, I am a cinematographer. He says it over and over and over again. A lot of people say, I need a wedding video guy. He says, I'm a cinematographer, cinematographer. He says it over and over because when you look at his videos, it is a, about weddings, but he's telling a story in those things. That's a cinematographer. If he just says, I'm a wedding video guy, doesn't have the same impact. You'll have to point me to his, his videos after this. I'm really interested to see that. Yeah. So again, like, and it's the same thing for you. Uh, even if Corey wanted to call himself, um, I'm a digital storyteller. See, now that's a little ambiguous. But it's true, <laughs> technically. It's a little ambiguous, but it's not video guy. Yeah. Right. It's better than video guy or videographer. All types of videos. Right. I've seen some terrible commercials. Uh, they're not telling a story. Does those count as being a videographer, right? So, um, again, it, it's all in how you're positioning yourself. I like it. That's really good. Good stuff. There are a couple other things I wanted to get into. Um, there is a, there is this main question I wanted to ask. Okay. But 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 even before getting there, uh, I wanted to ask you. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts or uh, anything else to add just into the conversation about job titles and uh, a little bit on that? Um, if not, that's okay. Yeah, I'm thinking. I think that about. Let me just take a pause and look over. Yeah, yeah. You'll have to edit this out. Sorry, I just want to see if there's anything else I want to add. Corey, edit this out. <laughs> uh, unfortunately that's you <laughs> I know I always wanted to say that good show sir no but uh, why are we why are we as creatives not willing to give ourselves a title that reflect the type of work that we I was wondering 
Yeah, we, we got into that a little bit. Uh, unless you want to expand upon it, that's fine too. No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I think this about covers it. Is, should we leave them off with anything before getting to that last question? Let's see. I would like. Uh, it'll be good to hear. You know, um, final yeah, thoughts. Yeah, final yeah. thoughts from Corey McKay. Where the way I see it, it'll, it'll be great. <laughs> it'll, it'll be great to hear. <laughs> I would okay. Here, I'll say like, that. like your passionate summary of um, everything. Yeah. So I would say this. At this point, don't just look at the work you've done in the past. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have to redo that. My throat's kind of. Yeah, let's go. People that like <clears throat> looking to the future because I think we talked about that in the notes, like being future focused. <clears throat> let's see. Yeah, goals for the future. <clears throat> I think that's in the first introduction part. Man, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> okay, so, all right. <laughs> We're back, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you good. All right, so I would say this to people still trying to come up with their job title, um, or if they think it needs reworking, is think about where you're headed in the future. I know we talked about this in the episode, but I just wanna like kind of leave people off with that because yeah, you should look in the past and what you're doing now for thinking about, like what Nathan said, when you write out your list of things that you have done, projects you've worked on, circling the things that you enjoy the most and that you want to project yourself as, that's good. But also think about, I mean, the classic five-year future plan, like looking five years into the future and like where do you see yourself doing that whole visual, visual, visualization? I can't say that. Is that how you say it? Yeah, so, visualization. That's good. Visualization, it sounds weird all of a sudden. So like when you're visualizing yourself in that five year window, like where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be like, and let that also tailor your um, job title as well. So just look to the future, I would say is a good tip. No, that's excellent. And so after listening to this episode, honestly, if you're listening, it might, if you're not getting the results you want or the wrong type of clients are approaching you, wrong type of client, meaning people are asking you to do work that you're not, you know, you're not specifically trying to do going forward. Yeah. Think about trying to change your title. Uh, think about changing your title to make it more closely relatable to the type of work you want to do. Like I said, I do web design, but I could easily branch off and say I only do strategy. I could, I could easily branch. I could Maybe I don't want to build it. Maybe I don't want to code it. Maybe I don't want to do design. I could easily branch off and say, uh, you know, I do, I'm do. i a digital marketing consultant. And I, special, I could change the consultant. I can say I'm a digital marketing strategist. And all I do is strategy. They can hire another, you know, designer. They can hire another developer. I'm the one who puts all the pieces together and put together the plan for them. That's valuable, and I can do that. But that means I'd have to change my title and I'd have to tweak uh, when I'm projecting. I could probably still keep my portfolio, but I have to rewrite um, what I'm saying in it. And I have to rewrite it from a strategy standpoint and not talk about it from a design standpoint. So just things like that. Uh, going towards the future, uh, ask yourself and be honest. Are you getting the type of work you want? If not, look at reexamining your job title. That's good. I like it. And it's interesting because like, even though I've branded myself as a filmmaker, I'll still get other people 
where I don't always turn it down is the is the interesting point. Like I do wedding videography, I do wedding cinematography. Like I I do these things, but I don't brand myself as it. So like, but honestly, that's that's not like unwanted. Um, I just don't want to brand myself as a wedding cinematographer. But I still get that kind of work because people see me and they see what I'm doing, and they're like, "Hey, would you do my wedding?" And I'm like, "Of course, sure." <laughs> you know. No, that's really good. Yeah, you're right. So I think we forget that as well, that we're branding ourselves with a title that matches what we want to do in the future. But you always have the freedom to do whatever you want to. For sure. Um, You always have the freedom to say, well, let me try this out and see if I want to add it to my regular product offering. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you don't know if you don't try. So yeah, that's a good point. Awesome. So you had a final question you wanted to end with. I did. I'm rubbing my hands together. He gets all ready. <laughs> Very mischievously. Uh, I ask many people this question, and you can answer this question just overall or in the context of job titles. It's up to you. But uh, if you were to send an email to yourself, right, and this email travels back in time to your younger self, so young Corey, as I would call it, uh, if it travels back in time to young Corey, uh, what were some of the things you would include or say on this email? What? How many years back? <laughs> Actually, when you're writing this email, um, there's a send button. And under the send button, there's a button that tells you how many years. So you can <laughs> specify how many years. Oh, I like it. Okay. I would say I would send it to the year 20... 23... I would send it to the year 2014, Corey, and I would I would tell him to not hold back and not to um, be concerned about what other people think um, in terms of me pursuing filmmakings and just making films. Uh, I think I put too many rules in my head, like, well, I can't make a film until this, until that, until I have these people, until I have a whole crew of people. In fact, my very first short film ever, I had a decent sized crew, um, but that's because like, I was like, I'm not going to do it until I get that, but I could have made other projects until then. I took so long to make that. I think that film came out January 2016. Yeah, I think it was 2016, January 2016. So that's a long time. If I started my film in 2013, like I did projects that are kind of one was a narrative. It was I don't I don't really count it as my first. It was kind of a short film, kind of not. That one's on YouTube. It's called Light Up. Um, that was a fun one. But like my official one, sorry, my official one, like it took me a long time to do it. And so I would tell myself like, get started sooner. Just start making stuff because people don't know you and what you're trying to do. So just make more stuff. Do more. Wow, that's really good. Um... I'll just receive for me. Uh, what about the year? I want to know what you would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would just write uh, to my younger self and I would, because uh, I, the way I function in terms of learning, I learn something and then I try to think to myself, is this something I want to do going forward? So I, I've learned to do a lot of things. Video was actually the first thing I did learn, <laughs> but I was like, this is time consuming, you know? So. Uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't stay, but I'm still able to do video. But uh I would honestly just write to my younger self. What year? 
Let's see. Uh, I'd probably even go back to when I was in college. So 2000, whatever. Any, I mean, I was in college, what? Uh, 03 to 2008. And then I went to grad school, too. So, yeah, that was some more time. Okay. But but I would honestly write back to myself because I started freelancing out of a need. Uh, I, I think my job, I was really, yeah, I was doing it to supplement my income. But like we've been talking about here, it took me a while to get the confidence to command more in terms of money because I think I needed more uh, time, more experience, so on and so forth. But I, I would probably write to my younger self and say a little bit of what we talked about today. Nathan, you've learned how to do a lot. Um, and if you don't know something, you know how to take the time to find the answer. You need to start building something and projecting what you want to do today. Um, I, I laugh a little bit when I see that a lot of the top YouTubers are very young. And they got to where they were not because they uh, thought about it forever. They just started doing it. And they let people see them get better in public. I wish I had more of that drive. So I would write to my younger self, like, Nathan, get started today. Don't worry about it not being perfect. Not, don't worry about the fact that you don't have as much experience as someone else. You'll get better through time. Let people see you get better. Because I remember I had camera equipment and I, I made all these videos of uh, myself teaching on different topics and I never released them because I felt like they weren't good enough. So yeah, I really tell my younger self to get started sooner because yeah, doing there's nothing like hands-on experience. And the whole perfectionist mentality Probably slow, probably slowed me down. Yeah, same, same for me, for sure. I like that question though. I always like to to look back because I think it's important to look back. I, we kind of learned that about me earlier through that story of you saying, "Corey, you've done a lot of videos." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I guess I have." Like, I don't look back a lot, but I think it is good to look back and because um, it's not pointless. Like, oh, I would tell him to do that, but I can't. Like, you can use that today and how you move forward, I think, as well. No, it's powerful. Uh, and I'll say this. I've watched Corey over multiple years on video, and... I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, from a confidence standpoint, Corey, yeah, you, you've changed in terms of more confidence. You've changed in terms of the way you articulate things. You've changed in terms of being a thinker. So... I wouldn't have never been able to chronicle that or actualize that unless I saw you on video or I saw you on public video, right? Yeah. Um, so again, if nothing else, start projecting so that you can look back and see what you need to tweak. But if you're not projecting anything, you can't look back and change anything. It's the same logic as iterating in public. Yeah. So um, it may come to your advantage. I brought up James Clear. James Clear is like a great example. You can go to jamesclear.com and check out his stuff. But uh, he started, he wrote, he wrote on many different topics. I took a, I took a business class for him online like years ago. I think it was 2009. Like I took a business class with him. He was teaching wow. on business. And then he pivoted to like health and nutrition. 
<laughs> then, then he like pivoted to specifically like health. Then he pivoted again to productivity. So when you look him up, you see a history of what he's done. And now it looks like, wow, this guy has experience in many different areas. People don't look at it like, ah, oh, he did a lot of stuff. People just say, oh, experience in many different areas. Cool. So again, uh, you, projecting can be used to your advantage. Sure, it can be hard to pivot, but if you pivot the right way, you'll find out the past experiences that you've had can help you in your current endeavor. So yeah, uh, that's a great thing. So that's all I'd say. All right, so I'm gonna put you on the spot. Okay. All right, I'm a brand new person. You've never seen my face before. Hey, Nathan, what do you do? Uh, good to meet you, brand new person I've never seen before. Uh, I'm a digital marketing consultant, so I help people who uh, want to expand their brands online or their products and services online, and I help craft a strategy to reach your specific goal. Boom. I like it. That was quick. That was good. Not too long. I like it. Hey, I'm a random person who has never met you. Uh, what do you do? Hey, random person who I've never met. I'm Corey McCabe. I'm an independent filmmaker who wants to challenge the way people think when they watch my films. Awesome. It's, I don't know. I've got to work on it. Like, it's not enough. You know, like, yeah, I can say that and I've memorized it, but it's, there's something, something missing and I don't know what it is. So, like, I like how we said, like, it's always evolving. That's true. Like, it's cool that I want to impact and challenge the way people think, but I think there's something missing and I'll just have to rework it. But that's, that's a part of the process. You just got to. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's always evolving. The only thing I would add is uh, if you gave an example of that. Okay. If you, uh, it may have to be a quick example, but um, I like to challenge the way people think, for example, and then just give a quick example. No, that's that's a great tip. I like, like that. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Cloud at, at Atlas, but um, that challenges how people think, or I don't know, just any, it could be an example of your work. Yeah, I think if it was an example of your work, you would, um, it could be something like challenge the way people think through, uh, I don't know, a lot of your things have a twist in them. Mm -hmm. So however you want to communicate that twist would, yeah, would be gonna good. Yeah. I'm going to think about that today, actually. That's good stuff. Though. Yeah, well, Corey, I'll ask this as well. We, we've already said it, if you've been listening, but I'll specifically ask Corey if he has a main place. Uh, where can people go to find you online? They can go to CoreyMcCabe.com. And you can either see some of my latest films there, or you can look at the behind the film videos I do. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty fun place. I'm, I'm working on revamping it this winter, uh, actually. But right now, it's, it's still got some stuff to look at. <laughs> it does the job. So yeah, I'll put that in the show notes just so people can get and see that. Also, um, yeah, I'll link to some other stuff as well. But yeah, I'll link to his social media profiles as well. But yeah, CoreyMcCabe.com, that is the main place to check out all of his items and what he has. He does have a link to his social profiles there as well. And Corey is very knowledgeable so uh, and very friendly. So if you wanted to reach out to him, I'm pretty sure he'd be more than happy to get back to you very quickly. Of course. Uh, as a professional filmmaker. <laughs> so, so if anybody's listening and you have a script and you just don't know how to communicate it uh, in your story, you want there to be a twist, you want you want to challenge people, you want there to be a, some mystique about your film, 
Uh, Corey's the guy. So if you're listening, anybody has a script, Corey might be available. I don't know. Give give him a call, contact him, see if he's available. He might I, be able to help you. I love helping people, so I would totally be down for that. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Well, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. Um, as always, you can catch me at NathanLote.com. Specifically, if you want to check out episodes of this podcast, you can go to FreelanceJumpstart.tv, and you can see this episode as a part of all the episodes that are available on that podcast. Well, thanks again, and I will catch you in the next one. See you.